Hi, my name is Nikki. My name is Charlie. And you're listening to Bed Crime Crime Stories, Stories. a weekly true crime podcast where we pour ourselves a drink and take turns telling each other the stories that keep us up at night. Did I mess you up by pointing at you? No, I messed me up because my nose was itchy. Oh, okay. (laughs) And then I was like, do I say that we take turns first or do I say that we pour ourselves a drink first? And then I realized (laughs) it's pour ourselves a drink and then take turns. I got it. We figured it out. It's fine. All right. Do your, your jingle. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. So I'm going to kick things off tonight with true crime headlines. Woo! Yeah. Cha. Okay. So the first true crime headline that I will be sharing with you all today is from people.com. Because, of course, it is. (gasps) That's who I need to look at is people.com. My friend. My friend. I mean, I love people.com, but I just didn't think about it when I was picking my stories. So, people.com, it was published on February 24th, 2021. Um, And the headline reads, Oklahoma man now accused of killing neighbor along with uncle niece as cops reveal gruesome details. Listen to this. So a man who was released early from prison has been charged with killing three people in a gruesome case in Oklahoma. Lawrence Paul Anderson is behind bars after a judge denied bail for the 42-year-old who currently faces three counts of first-degree murder, one count of assault and one count of maiming. Maiming? Maiming. Like I maimed you. Oh, yes. I thought I thought meme. meme. Like, I was like meme. Yes, he made him. He killed people and then he made a meme about it. That's why I was like. I was confused. I was like, what? Um, Sorry. According to an Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation, why don't they just say, okay, whatever, press release, Anderson is accused of murdering his uncle, um, Leon Pye, Pye's granddaughter, four-year-old Chaos (gasps) Yates, and Anderson's neighbor, 41-year-old Andrea Lynn Blankenship, earlier this month. What a horrible, horrible person. But listen to this part. This is the part that's the... This is awful. Ready? Anderson also allegedly admitted to cutting out Blankenship's heart after killing her, bringing it to his aunt and uncle's house, cooking it for them with potatoes. Oh, my God. That's like my story this week. And I, I can't. I'm oh, so sorry. Like, that's so gross. Yes. Yes. Especially because they probably didn't know either. Yeah. So, yeah. Bro. I figured I would start with that one because... I mean, wow. It's bad. (laughs) It's so bad. Oh, my God. Okay. My next true crime headline. Tell me this one's a little bit. This one's a little bit lighthearted. Yeah, exactly. I did that on purpose. I wanted to do that first one first. Um, So this one was from AP, AssociatedPress.com. And the headline reads, St. Charles woman charged after taking highway patrol car. So this happened in St. Charles, Missouri. A St. Charles woman who slipped out of her handcuffs and then took off in a patrol car was later found hiding in a trash can, authorities said. Heather Renee Nessler, 32, persuaded a Missouri State Highway patrol trooper to loosen her cuffs because they were too tight. When the trooper went to retrieve Nessler's purse for her, she drove off in the patrol car. Oh, my God. So, St. Charles County prosecutors charged her with tampering with a motor vehicle, resisting arrest, and escaping from custody while under arrest. Her bail was set for 50000 Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> so, I just, I wanted to go, I went, like, super dark, and yeah. then I went kind of, like, like... My, my dark, my, my story is very dark this week. Yeah, so... I kind of yeah. got sad during it. So, uh, those are our true crime, crime headlines. headlines. Before you guys go Do you have one? About, well, 
Yes. Jovi's got a true crime headline. <gasps> Jovi has a true crime headline. <gasps> oh, Jovi! <laughs> Tell us. Well, okay. So this link was sent to me. I'm actually, I think she might have sent it to you too by a good friend of ours uh, who we'll call DB. DB. Um, DB. And it's from inquirer.com. So I don't know how credible that is. Okay. But it was still an interesting read. It's Philly man charged with burglary, abuse of corpse in case of dismembered body found in U-Haul truck. I heard about this, but I heard about it, but I don't know the story. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. So, I mean, it's rather long, um, but Teray Herring was arraigned Saturday morning on those charges as well as criminal trespass, theft, and tampering with evidence. He was ordered held without bail. Basically, this guy driving a U-Haul truck, there was a dismembered body in the back, and they deep-fried body parts. <gasps> yes, they deep-fried. Yes, she did send it to me. She yes. sent me what the here. fuck? Because yes. her and I were talking about the deep... She's like, why deep-fried? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck is up with these stories? Because it tastes that was better. Yes. Because I'm sorry. And they only deep-fried, like, his feet or something, right? His, or his hands, hands and his arms. <sighs> but, I mean, it's a long article, and I'm not reading it all, but... Definitely Google this shit and check it out because mm-hmm. I literally sat here reading it like Ugh. this week is like cannibalism, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the theme for this week, kids. Cannibalism. Yes. Um, yes, DB also sent that to me because her she and I did go back and forth about the fried body part piece of it, the deep fried part. And then didn't the guy who was driving the U-Haul say like I want nothing to do with it. I didn't do it. I'm just driving the potty parts, basically. And I'm like, but you do have something to do with it, sir. Yeah, Yeah. sorry. Man. So, yeah, I just wanted to share that. Oh, Jesus. Dude. uh, I can't. I I don't even want to eat lamb. (laughs) Like, I can't. Like, I, I will never look at fried chicken the same way again. Like, I literally only eat, like, poultry and, like, beef i barely even eat pork like bacon yeah i mean bacon's well, like bacon bacon's life Hashtag but bacon. like i literally my boyfriend the other day was like he's like why why do you have to put bacon on everything and i'm like why not <laughs> why don't like, you put bacon on everything should really be the question but i'm like that's like the only pork th- that i really eat so i'm like that's i just bacon i couldn't oh i don't know i don't wow mm. wow yeah, man. Well, I do want to, before we jump into today's bed crime story, I want to yes. share with you guys some stuff that I've been watching on the telly. Yeah. Some things that I've been watching on the telly. Tell me about it. So um, I went on like a crazy 2020 deep I dive. Love I love 2020. And they're like, specifically their true crime, like episodes that they do. Absolutely amazing. Uh, truly, really, really great. So... I watched Tragic Beauty, Anna Nicole Smith. Dude, it was awesome. Is this on Discovery Plus? No, it's on Hulu. Hulu, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I watched The List, Who Killed John Bonet. Oh, that one popped up Which was super interesting. That one was super interesting. And they interviewed the granddaughters of one of the lead detectives from the case and how he is like the only one who was like, the Ramseys have nothing to do with it. And it was very interesting, the compelling evidence that was put forth. So it was, it was very interesting. It was actually one of the first docu episodes that I've ever watched about Jean Monnet that the Ramseys were kind of like... No. Yeah. yeah, it was it was crazy. Um I watched The Dating Game Killer. 
Yeah. yeah. Yes. And honestly, my favorite one, I watched My Father BTK. So I, like- I have like this weird fascination with BTK. I actually watched a BTK show on Discovery Plus. That was another one that I wanted to talk about. But so I have like this thing with BTK. I'll probably be doing him I'm more than likely probably in a couple of weeks because I just that story just absolutely fascinates me. But the thing that I loved so much about the 2020 special is they are talking to his daughter. Oh, yeah. And about like her perspective and all of it and like really bringing to light how much the family of the murderer themselves are are victims too. Oh yeah. And it's it was just it's so moving and so upsetting to watch her sit there and talk about her father knowing what a monster he was, you mm-hmm. know, and is. And it's just it's it's unbelievable. And, was- and she's so smart and I love the way she talks about all of it. And she she puts it so brilliantly and she kind of just like lays it all out. And it's just it's very moving and it's very touching. And um I I highly recommend watching My Father BTK because it was it was a beautiful episode that they did and they really did her justice. They really they really did. And they also did the family's justice of the the, the victims. victims. It was it was amazing. Um, I had watched, um, I was traveling for work last week. So I was in a hotel room by myself last week. So I watched a lot of true crime alone, which I guess I might be one of the only people that can really do that. Um, when there's nobody around that I know in a hotel in a strange city all by myself. Um, yeah, it was fun. Um, but I found on discovery plus there was BTK chasing the killer. And this one was interesting because, again, they they really did a great job of interviewing the families, the surviving families of his victims. There was one guy on there. I loved him. And I wish I could remember who the victim was. He was the son of um, one of BTK's female victims. And just the way that he talks about him, he's he's just he's very soft spoken. He's very like matter of fact. And he's like, well, because he's a bastard that's why and like just the way he talks about it i'm like i love this guy wasn't so he, yeah it was fantastic wasn't he like a boy scout like he was a boy scout troop leader he was a like officer in his church like he ran his lutheran like a area of his lutheran church he was a dog catcher he was a like all around family man family guy and I mean, in cold blood, murdered people. And yeah. like with no, seemingly no direction. Like the the victimology made no sense. And like he, he went from killing an entire family from husband, wife, and two tiny children to like old ladies. And but like it was unbelievable. And he, he wouldn't have gotten caught if he wouldn't have oh, he been played, cocky. He played the police big time and he yeah. thought that he was going to get away with it. And then him in court... I mean, talk about an absolute sociopath. And again, yeah. obviously, like not, a, style? not a licensed therapist, so I can't actually uh, tell you that he's a sociopath. But I mean, just the way he's talking about, like, matter of factly, well, a serial killer, um, the way that we think is blah, 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 blah. And as he's recounting, he's like, um, so then, oh, no, actually, it was that thing that happened first. But like, he's talking about it as if he's like recounting a television show he watched. Mm-mm. It's unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. yeah. I'll so, have to watch that next. Yeah, it's on Discovery Plus under like the serial killers uh, section, yeah. section, and it's BTK chasing the killer. I also did Mind of a Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer one, and the Eileen Warnos one. They were both really good too. You know what I've been? Well, I've been binge watching is the the Crimes Gone Viral. 
oh, that one was good too. Yeah, mm-hmm. did you finish it? I didn't finish it, no. Someone stole a damn shark. It was just like these weird viral videos. <laughs> yeah, like legit. Someone stole a shark from the aquarium. Yeah. Like, I was like, what? Someone stole a damn shark. Why? Uh, because they had they an at, well, they had an at-home aquarium. Yeah, so... It like, just reminds me of Ace Ventura, the first one, <laughs> where the guy goes... When Ace Ventura goes into that guy's shark tank, and he thinks it's going to be Snowflake the dolphin. And he's oh, like, it's not Snowflake! <laughs> and yeah, It's just the, the things that I've... That I watched on there. Uh, there was another girl that was getting carjacked by these kids, and she was fighting them back. There was, like... Crazy. This one lady who got, like... Someone was trying to steal her children from her. And she had to run into this gas station and everybody's trying to fight this dude. And like, it was just like crazy things that you're just like, this isn't real. Like, honestly, I wouldn't believe this if it wasn't caught on film. Kind of interesting. Very interesting. There was like another one where this lady was driving an RV and she like wrecked it and then just kept driving it. And then she had dogs in her car. So then the dogs were jumping out of the RV. I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember that one. It's crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, it's kind of like light because I mean, usually there's happier endings yeah, to like them. stealing sharks. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they got the shark back. I mean, hey. They were like, is this your shark? <laughs> Somebody missing a shark. Literally, they were like, they were like, is this your shark? And she's like, I know my shark. Was, was the shark shipped? No, but I guess it was like a rare type of shark. So then they bought like, because it was like in one of those touchy thingies. That's my favorite part of the, of the aquarium too, where you like touch everything. Mm, I want to touch a shark. Touch thing. No, it was like it wasn't like a big shark. It was like a little shark. They put it. They mm. it was. <laughs> yeah, do they that. literally put it in a stroller and strolled out with it. Shut. No, they did. Not. Yes, they did. Shut up. <laughs> they literally took a towel, got the towel wet, and put the shark in. And there's all these people around. And I'm like, how the hell did nobody see anything? Oh, Gucci, Gucci, goo. <laughs> and they put it in the stroller. And one of the girls like. One of the girls followed them outside and was like, can I look in your stroller? And they were like, no, I have to go. My child is sick. Yeah, because... And she's like, they fucking took our shark. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And then they showed up at this guy's house and he has this whole setup in his garage. Wow. And I guess he steals, like, he would go to, like, the aquariums, like, all over the place and steal shit. Like, crazy. Wow. I mean, everybody's got a hobby, I guess. Yeah. Some people collect bottle caps. Other people collect endangered species. I asked my boyfriend what I collect, and he goes animals. And I was like, I guess that's true. Yeah. If I were to ask my boyfriend that, he would say makeup. I collect makeup. Mm. I love makeup. I wish I could do my makeup. Yeah. All right. Well, that concludes our what we're watching section of tonight's episode. But I will say... Mm -hmm. There's another show that I've been watching, which inspired my story this week. Okay. I have been watching Clarice, which I don't know what server it's on. My boyfriend put it on, but it is about Clarice from Silence of the Lambs. Clarice Starling. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's a really good show. Okay. So it inspired me for this week. Okay. Well, Nikki, take it away with our bed crime story so the person i'm joined today was an american criminal who kidnapped women and kept them prisoner in his philadelphia pennsylvania basement he's often referred to as a serial killer although having committed only two murders he does not fit the standard fbi uh definition correct of a serial killer though i have heard that they are adjusting that oh are they Mm -hmm. oh okay as long as there was a waiting period in between the two oh yes i've heard 
Okay, interesting. But don't quote me on that. Yeah, so it says, as the FBI standard is three or more murders. Mm -hmm. So my sources for today are Murderpedia and Criminal Minds Wiki. Oh, okay. (laughs) Because he's mentioned a couple times on... um, Criminal Minds. Nice. Which is like, it's always interesting when you research things and then you go back and watch Criminal Minds and you're like, I understand what the hell they're talking about. Yes. Now. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I will agree with that. So I'm doing Gary Michael Hindnick. 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 Okay. So when you send that to me to print out for you, I know the name Gary Hindnick, but I don't remember the story of Gary Hindnick. So I'm very excited to ba- hear. Bailey covered did this she one. okay so yeah that's probably why so I know within like a year ago okay she did then so that's, that's probably why i know that that's who i had solid on mm-hmm. so he was born november 22nd in 1943 in mm-hmm. east lake ohio and i don't know why it is why do people come from ohio all the time why do we- you know what's really funny florida gets this bad reputation which justifiably so i'm not discounting the fact that florida gets the bad reputation because oh. i mean i get it on that but criminal can we also talk about the fact that ohio is also pretty yeah. five ways of fucked up okay. yeah crimes gone viral mm-hmm. a lot of them were from florida like yeah. i was uh, shocked yeah. at the amount that were from was florida. the shark guy from florida i think that one was georgia i don't think that one was florida Mm. there was one from florida where this guy was like recording women asking them like these weird ass questions and was like he was scared he was creepy but i had to like google where he was from and it's like near jacksonville florida because i just wanted to make sure that he was not close to me Mm. Mm -hmm. because he was like he i guess he had been caught before like there was this viral video of this lady at target looking at bathing suits and he's asking her all these like scandalous questions or whatever and she said that she remembered him from like the grocery store a year or two prior and she literally chased him out of the store recording him and i guess he was one of those creeps that had like the the cameras in his shoe Mm. and like would record girls as they were getting like changing wow yeah creepy creepy sorry anyways back to my story but yeah ohio there's always because i'm pretty sure that um jeffrey Dahmer wasn't he no wait it was who no, was Wisconsin. It? But I thought he was originally from Ohio. Like, I think he was born in Ohio and then moved to Wisconsin. Jovi, can you Google that for me? Because I think I remember... Because I am I was I was born in Ohio. So when mm-hmm. things are from Ohio, I'm like, why do we always get the fucked up shit? It piques your interest. It does. So. I know everything happened with him in... Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. That's where he was born? Okay. I'm thinking of someone else then. Ohio's sketchy. So, okay. He was born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but in his early years, Dahmer lived in Akron, Ohio. Akron. Akron, sorry. That's good. I'm thinking of... Acorn. Acorn. Acorn, Ohio. Or Acon. <laughs> or Acon. A combination. Acorn. Um, the place in Ohio with his family and then later moved to Wisconsin. Okay. I thought he was in Ohio for a while. Before like, it just... Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, Gary Michael Heidnick was born November 22nd, 1943 in Eastlake, Ohio, to Michael and Ellen Heidnick. So, Heidnick's parents divorced due to his mother's alcoholism. So, as a result, Heidnick and his brother Terry went to live with their father, who later remarried. Um, he and Terry both hated their stepmother, but their father always sided with her when it comes to conflicts. Yeah. So Heidnick's father would punish him severely for wetting the bed by hanging the soiled sheets by his bedroom window for everyone to see. I remember that from Bailey. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So sometimes he even dangled him out of the window, shaking him by his ankles. Oh my Which, god! Don't do this to your children. No. This is why they have childhood problems. trauma. Yeah. Yes. So while he was still a child, Heidnik fell from a tree, smashing his skull and suffering a uh, misshapen cranium. Which, when I typed this, I kept reading it as mishappen cranium, and I was like, I went to go erase it, and then I realized I was like, that's that word. I, yeah. This is, who, this is who I am. So, <laughs> this is who I am as a person. And we who all I am. just need to get used to it. You just accept it. Mm-hmm. So, it, um, which is believed to have caused behavioral like issues with him. Yeah. So his schoolmates called him football head because of it. Mm. Not oh, like, like Arnold. Arnold. Yeah, that's immediately what I thought of when I saw hey, like read this. Football head. <laughs> yeah. I loved that show. Me too. Yeah. So in nineteen sixty one when he was eighteen, um, Heidnick, through his father's encouragement, dropped out of high school and enlisted in the U.S. Army as a medic. Once being stationed in West Germany during his time there in the summer of the 1960, uh, sorry, of 1962, I don't know why there's an S after it, he was honorably discharged a year after his enlistment, receiving a full dis- uh, disability pension and being diagnosed with schizoid personality disorder. Mm. So is that the same as like schizophrenia? It's like right? the precursor of schizophrenia. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, in 1964, Heidnick started taking nursing classes in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, completing them a year later and receiving an internship at Philadelphia General Hospital, which, mind you, could you imagine that it would only take a year to become a nurse? No, I can't imagine that now. Right? Because now it takes, what, multiple years? Oh, gosh, yeah. And there's, like, different levels? I was going to say, and it depends on what your, what your, like, goal is. Are you an RN or an LPN? Like, I was watching this, this, uh... (laughs) real the other day and they were talking about in like the 1970s it's like here's my here's my resume i have no experience and they're like great you're hired and then it's like in like 2020 it's like here's my resume i have a bachelor's degree and i have this and this and then they're like and then they literally throw it and they're like fuck you (laughs) yeah so it's like do you want an unpaid internship okay that's why i'm like it's crazy when people are like millennials they're so lazy and i'm just like Bro, things were handed to you. Mm-hmm. No. Boomer. Sorry. <laughs> a little rant there. In 1967, he purchased a three-story house and started um, frequently uh, fre- frequenting the E-Line. E- oh, my God. e e Sorry. E-L-W-Y-N. What the hell does Elwin? that Elwyn Institute. A house for the del- uh, developmentally disabled. So Heidnick made his first of many suicide, uh, suicide attempts after his mother committed suicide by overdosing on medication and an alcohol in the 1970s. E- yeah. Yowch. This guy's got a lot of issues. Yeah. A lot of red flags. Just a lot of, I mean, a lot of trauma. A lot of trauma. Yes. Yeah. So it, it just resulted in frequent hospi- uh, hospitalizations for him. Mm. So after incorporating the United Church of Ministers of Gods... Heidnick founded the Church of Heidnick as it is, uh, as its ordained minister, Brother Heidnick, receiving fifteen hundred dollars investment in a Lynch, uh, a Merle Lynch account. So keep that in mind. Keep so that in the back of your head. The Church of Heidnick. Yeah. As Brother Heidnick. Uh huh. So then he was able to secure accounts, including a Merrill Lynch account. Yeah. Under the Which, Church of Heidnick. Yeah, because think about it. Churches are... Tax exempt. Yes. So Can just I keep, have the Church of Charlie? 
Just keep that in your... Would you guys like to be my members of the yeah. Church of Charlie? Yeah. I'll praise Charlie every oh, week. Praise Charlie. Praise I'll Charlie. I'll up for the choir. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. There's no choir here. <laughs> so in 1967, he sold his house and purchased another three-story house, which I was like, damn, I would love to own a three-story house. Right. And rented uh, um, out two of the floors, which he then moved in with his girlfriend, uh, Anjanita. Oh. I think that's correct. Anjanite. Anjanite. Oh. Yeah, fancy. And where um, he began living a successful life. He later assaulted one of the house tenants. Heineck was charged with aggravated assault and carrying an unlicensed pistol. Oh. Yes, yes. Okay. Just lots of odd things. Mm. So in 1978, Heidnick had his first child, a daughter named Maxine, with his girlfriend. The same year, Heidnick signed his girlfriend's disabled sister out of a mental institution on day leave and kept her prisoner in a locked storage room in his basement. Yes. Even my straw. Even your straw was like, what? (laughs) Jovi and I, our jaws drop and the straw was like, (laughs) <laughs> yeah all so, three of us were very shocked by that yeah so after she was found and returned to the hospital um examination revealed that she had been raped and sodomized oh no yeah he was arrested and charged with kidnapping rape unlawful restraint false imprisonment involuntary sexual in- intercourse and interfering with the custody of a committed person Woo. yes the case went to trial in 1978 this is what pisses me off though he was found guilty and sentenced to three to seven years in jail. I was just going to see if I could guess. Okay, go ahead. Three yeah. to seven years in jail. Huh? How many do you think he got? Two. The original sentence was overturned on appeal, and Heidnick spent three years of his incar- incarceration in a mental institutions prior to being released in April 1983. Jesus. Under the supervision of a state mental health program. So, yeah. <sighs> and this is where, like, I just feel like there are certain people... That will not change. Mm, mm-hmm, and that mm-hmm. will only continue to do worse. Right. Because they are just depraved. Yes. Yes. So in 1984, he purchased his third house and began advertising his church. Heidnick used a... What? I'm sorry. Church of Heidnick just yeah. makes me giggle. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're fine. Heidnick used a, a matrimonial matrimonial service to meet his... Why can't I speak? Uh, service to meet his future wife with whom he corresponded by mail for two years before proposing to her. Romantic. Think about the 80s. You used to have to send snail mail. <laughs> like, true. you literally would have to write a letter and then wait for a response. So, like, you you would have to come up with, like, I mean, conversation. You could have also picked up the phone. Oh, that is true. Yes. But they corresponded I was going to say, mail. I was born in 1983. It wasn't the Stone Age. <laughs> I wasn't even thought of yet. Uh, so Betty arrived from the Philippines in September 1985 and married Heidnick in uh, Maryland on October 3rd, 1985. So the marriage rapidly deteriorated because, I mean, shocker. Yeah. Uh, she found that Heidnick had affairs with three other women. And in addition, he had also forced his wife to watch while he had sex with other women. <gasps> yeah. Mm, yeah. But that wasn't in the letters. Yeah. He beat and raped her until she left him three months later. Good for you, Betty. Yeah. Hell yeah, Betty. Bamalam. So, unknown to Heidnick until Betty requested child support payments sometime after the divorce, he did impregnate Betty during their short marriage. Heidnick was never known to have any kind of relationship with his son. 
Probably yeah. best for the son. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So in 1986, after Betty uh, left him, Heidnik was arrested and charged with assault, um, indecent assault, spousal rape, because that is a thing. Yes. If you, yes, if it you is. do not want to have sex with someone, even if you're married to them, it's not okay for them to take. Mm-hmm. It is not. It is spousal rape. So, in and involuntary sexual intercourse. So, the charges were later dismissed when Betty failed to appear for the preliminary hearing. Beginning in 1986, Heidnik ab- uh, abducted six women and held them in the basement of his house in Philadelphia that he shared with his longtime friend, David. Which... Did, was David did aware? David not say? I okay. don't. It didn't. It didn't say anything. But I'm like, how would you not be aware of this happening right. in your own home? Right. Like, I would know. I would hope you would that think. people would. Know. You would think. You would know. You yeah. Would think, yeah. I mean, unless he has another three story house with a basement on it. Who knows? True. Yeah. So Heidnik tar- uh, targeted women in their late teens and mid twenties. Mm. He usually abducted them by simply bringing them over to his house, where he proceeded to either drug them or attack them. So on November 25th, Heidnik picked up Josefina, a part-time sex worker, and took her to his house. After having sex with her, he choked her into unco- uh, unconsciousness Oof. before chaining her up in his basement. Mm. Heidnik then dug a pit in the basement floor, and she was put into the pit, <gasps> which was covered by a weighted board if she tried to escape or misbehave. Now, I now know this does it sound familiar <laughs> yes, no, to you? Yep. Because there is a character in a very popular well, movie. I know the rest of the hide that is story, based. but yes, there is. Yes, 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 yes. yes. I mean, that, I think that would trigger people, though, too. Yes. I had to rewatch Silence of the Lambs last night. So on December 3rd, 1986, Heidnik abducted uh, Sandra, who he had gotten pregnant previously, and she had an abortion, which angered him. Heidnik fed the two women irregularly, kept them half-naked, and raped them repeatedly. So on December 3rd, he brought uh, 19-year-old Lisa over to his home. He drugged her wine and put her in the basement with the other women. Because honestly, when you're 19... they were all in the hole, right? He had all of them in the same hole together? No, they were all chained up. Okay. Mm -hmm. The hole was like a punishment. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So on January 2nd, 1987... Heidnik abducted Deborah. During her period of captivity, she would try to defend herself against Heidnik and was beaten and put in the pit more than the others. On January 18th, he abducted Jacqueline. So he tortured his captives in many ways, including rape, beatings, electrical shock, forcing them to have sex with each other while he watched, and hanging uh, them by their wrist. Mm. So I'm going to just say, like, from here, it doesn't get really good. So, like as far as like what happens so if Mm -hmm. you're like weak of stomach like i just go to the next one (laughs) or just wait for the next one so on february 7th heidnik became angry with sandra for un um for unknown reasons and punished her by hanging her by one of her wrists from a roof beam for two days she developed a high fever and died the next morning he then took her body upstairs dismembered it with a power saw put her head in a cooking pot and cut out her flesh oh god he fed some of her parts to his two dogs and the rest to his captives. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, a couple of days later, uh, later, neighbors complained of a terrible smell, prompting police to investigate. Heidnik was in, uh, interrogated and successfully explained that he had burnt food. Which I, I know. Like, I know. I know. The I 80s. Know. I don't get it. So, after that, Heidnik bribed his captives into telling on one another. Um, Josefina told him that the others had planned to attack him and escape. 
In an attempt to deafen his victims so that they would not be able to hear him come down the basement, he cuffed each victim's hands and feet together, hung them from the basement beam, gagged them, and gouged different sized screwdrivers into their ears. Mm-hmm. He did not do this to Josephina due to her compliance and telling him about his victim's escape attempts. Heinick started to apply electrocution to all of his um, captives except for Josephina, who started to aid him in torturing the others. So whenever one of them disobeyed him, he would force her into a four foot, uh, sorry, a four foot deep pit filled with water and place a wooden board weighed down with some stones so that she could not escape. He would then place an electrical cable that wasn't um, insulated on one end and connect it to an outlet on the other in a gap in the board to electrocute her. It's brutal. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and I've cut a lot of the other stuff that he did out. So he also, uh, she also had other privileges after apparently becoming his favorite, including Josephina. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Including being occasionally let up, uh, allowed upstairs to watch a movie or being allowed to be raped in a more comfortable environment. Which, so, was this a survival tactic on her part, or was this Stockholm Syndrome, where she was starting to assimilate to her environment? I'll get to it. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We'll get there. Okay. So, eventually, on March 19, uh, 1987, Heidnik to- uh, took Deborah to the cellar, threw her in a water-filled pit, and fatally electrocuted her due to her resistance. Mm. He and Josephina later disposed of her body, later abducting Agnes to replace Deborah. On March 24th, 1987, Josephina escaped. She had convinced Heidnik to let her go out, promising to bring back another ca- uh, captive for him. But instead, she went straight to the authorities who had secured a search warrant. Heidnik was arrested. Mm, yeah. I, I, okay. When I, and I, like, honestly, I, I'm trying to think what I would do. And I was thinking about that during this. I'm like, I... There's no you. There's no I. No way that you would ever be able to plan of what you would do yeah. in a situation like that. There's like, no way. Yeah. Like all I could think is she's probably it's just survival. like trying to survive. It's it's yeah. animal instinct. It's survival. Yeah. yeah. So fucking crazy. Yeah. So on June 1988, he first appeared in court for his defense. Heidnik made the unlikely claim that the women ha- he had abducted had been in his basement when he moved into the house. What? Yeah. <laughs> It came fully furnished with a couch, a bed, and four women in the basement. Like, are you... Okay. Yeah. When he tried to claim that he was legally insane, it was rebutted by the fact that he had earned half a million dollars at the stock market. Intelligently, he took his army disability check and invested the money very carefully in an account that he set up with $1,500 in the name of United Church of Ministers of Gods to avoid taxes. Church of Charlie, I'm telling you guys. Yeah. At the time of his final arrest, he had over $550,000 in his bank account and, and, well, sorry, in his bank and brokerage accounts. A point that would be used at his trial to disprove that he was insane. Yeah. Because obviously you are smart enough to be able to do this, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So testimony from his Merle Lynch financial advisor, Robert Kirkpatrick, was used to um, prove competence. Uh, Robert uh, Kirkpatrick said an absolute investigator, uh, sorry, an absolute investor who knew exactly what he was doing. Mm. So during his trial, Heineck repeatedly denied all allegations of mistreatment of his captives and claimed that Sandra was killed by the other captives. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So before his ex, uh, uh, Before his execution, Heidnik reportedly claimed that he wanted to be executed because the execution of an innocent man would stop the death penalty in America. 
Wow. Yeah. Convicted. Wow. Convicted of uh, two counts of first-degree murder, five counts of kidnapping, six counts of rape, four counts of aggravated assault, and one count of involuntary sexual intercourse in 1988, Hendrick was sentenced to death and incarcerated at the State Correctional Institution at Pittsburgh. So on December 31st, while awaiting execution, he attempted to commit suicide by overdosing, but he only fell into a brief coma. So on April 15th, 1997, Heidnik was uh, scheduled to be executed by lethal injection at Rockview State Prison in Belfont, but a last-minute appeal was filled, leading to a hearing to determine his mental competency. On June 25th, 1999, the state Supreme Court affirmed the death sentence. On July 6th, 1999, Hendrick was uh, executed by lethal injection. Mm. He was 55. So... The reason he sounds familiar is because they had um, basically based Buffalo Bill off of him. Yeah. Yeah. And they mentioned him a lot in Criminal Minds. And he's just like very known in pop culture. Yeah. Whether you feel like you know who he is, mm-hmm. you know who he is. Once you mentioned about digging the pit, I was like, mm, mm-hmm. yeah. So with watching any of like the fake true crime shows yeah i always have to look up and see if they're actually based off of someone because like nine out of ten times they're based off of a true person yeah or it's like ripped from the headlines and yeah all that stuff yeah so i just was like especially since i'm watching clarice i had to i had to do that one yeah so yeah yeah that was my story for the week it was uh and i i cut a lot out because a lot of it even made me kind of uneasy yeah well i mean just i mean that's a level of depraved that it, it makes your head spin. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. So. Wow. Yeah. Good job. Good story. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, guys. Well, that was your true crime, um, your bed crime story for tonight. Um, I hope you have a good night's sleep now. <laughs> or try to have a good night's sleep now. Because, I mean, that Just was... Don't go home with strange men. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's good advice. Yeah. Just always. Um, so mm-hmm. again, find us on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Bed Crime Stories. You can email us at um, Bed Crime Stories Pod at Gmail dot com. Um, like, like, subscribe, review. Um, because be if our you, friends. yeah, be our friends, please. But the more stars, the more reviews, the more likes, the more subscribes that we get, the more people are going to hear us. So it's it's just like you telling lots of friends without having to talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on now, who doesn't love that? So um, thank you all so much for watching. No. You're not watching. You're listening. Thank you all so much for listening. (laughs) We appreciate all of you. We love all of you. Um, And we'll talk to you guys next week. And until then, sweet sweet dreams. Our theme song is the song Industrial Music Box by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Creativecommons.org backslash licenses backslash by backslash 3.0.